Good morning, everybody. It's so good to be here for this special day. And I wondered if you're able, could you just stand and join in this prayer? Because we are dedicating our church for the way forward. And I think it would just be great if we could all be in unison as we do that. And just when I finish the prayer, there'll be an opportunity then for any of you, if you've got anything on your heart you would like to pray for and give praise to God for, we'll open that up for you to have your say as well. So let's pray. Father God, you are Lord of all, the creator of all, and your eye is on everything that you have made, and you watch over it with love. We thank you that we that you have watched over the Hills Christian Family Centre since it came into being and have moved with your people into each new location you have provided and we have occupied. Our hearts are filled with gratitude and joy for the provision of this new home for us. Lord, before we even knew we had the need, you had this place ready for us to step into and it's so much more than we could ever have asked for or imagined. So, Lord, today we want to say thank you and give you all the glory and the honour. We want to dedicate this place to you and your mission in the world. Father God, we confess that we have sinned against you in our thoughts, words and actions. Please forgive us as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Lord, we stand before you this this morning to offer ourselves as living sacrifices, as individuals, as families and as a church as a whole. We do it here in this new building we now meet in. Father, may it be used to further your kingdom. May this church never become inward-looking, concerned only with our own needs. Let us always see the needs of the people around us and act to help them. May this place become known for your presence, Lord, that people will feel your love when they enter. We pray that the lost will find their saviour here and the prodigal is welcomed by you, a generous and compassionate father. We pray this will be a place where the wounded receive comfort, the weary are revived, the despairing are filled with hope and the lonely find a family. May this always be a house of prayer and where all are encouraged in the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. May this be a place where your word is honoured and where your people are growing in holiness, where forgiveness flows and many sins are covered by love. Father, we pray that as we gather week after week, we will be filled with your spirit, equipped in all kinds of ways for all kinds of service and sent out to touch the world around us, a world so desperately in need of good news, Lord. May we always do the best we can with what we have because we know that you have equipped us with everything we need for every good work. May we always be generous with what you have entrusted to us. May this building be a blessing to people in our community for worship, meetings and gatherings. We pray your blessing over every activity, every conversation, every meeting and every decision that will happen here. We also pray for our children and our youth, Lord, each one a precious gift from you. May this place be a place where they are nurtured, where they build a strong relationship with Jesus, a faith that will last a lifetime, and a sound knowledge of the Bible, and a sound knowledge of the Bible is developed. 
and may they always know the fun, joy and laughter that are all gifts from you, dear Father. May we always be guided by you in everything we do from this day forward. And if you would like to pray, we would love to hear your additions to those things. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, we thank you that as we stand before you in this place this morning, you are the God who stands here with us. We thank you, Lord, that as we delight in you, so you are the God who delights in us. Mm. Thank you, Lord. You, there is none like you, so you would say to us, there is none like you, mm. and I delight in you. So we thank you, Lord, for the joy of being able to stand here, knowing that you stand amongst us in your grace and your love. Thank you, Jesus. Dear Father, we thank you that you have heard our prayers and all of these things we pray in the name of Jesus and for your glory, Father. Amen. Well, it's so good, so good to come together uh, in this place. Uh, It's been an exhausting few weeks, (laughs) but a good exhaustion uh, that we can now be together uh, in in this space. And I'm so grateful to the Lord, as, as we've been saying all day, uh, for all that he's done. Uh, before uh, I get into a quick word, because we've got an hour service, uh, I just want to just pray for uh, the potters uh, and also for uh, Bruce Foreman as well, uh, just in, in what they're going through. Uh, and if you're watching, guys, uh, we just want to uh, pray your blessing uh, on, on you guys right now. Uh, so, Lord, we just uh, lift up these guys uh, and anyone else uh, in our community uh, who is uh, feeling unwell, uh, who is facing many trials. Uh, Lord, we pray your special uh, blessing, uh, that your hand uh, would be at work uh, in their bodies uh, and in their lives. And we pray, Lord, uh, for your your gentle touch uh, to be upon them. May they know your presence uh, with them. Uh, May they know that you are there alongside them. Uh, holding their hand and loving them. We pray for your blessing right now in Jesus' name. Amen. There was a a famous singer, this guy called Elvis Presley. I don't know if you know of him. Uh, I say that because I gave a youth talk once and I mentioned the word Elvis Presley and I had a book blank stares. They had no idea who it was. So obviously you guys know who this guy is, Um, a famous singer-artist. And at many of his uh, concerts, particularly later on uh, in his career, many people would just be hanging around uh, after the show had finished. And he would come out again because they're they're just hanging around wanting more and more of Elvis. So he'd do an encore, a few more songs, and then they'd they'd call out and they'd call out for more and call out for more. And so he'd come out again. And then uh, there had to be a time at some point where the show had to end. And so the producers of of these uh, events came up with the, the famous words that we all know, that Elvis has left the building. That's right. Elvis has left the building. They had to actually announce that he had gone in order for people to actually vacate 
the premises because everyone was there for him. Everyone was there because they were in awe of what he did, uh, of his songs. They were there really to worship uh, their idol. And it was only uh, in the announcement that he had gone that, that people would go. Now, I start this morning like that because as we gather here in this space, uh, we know that the church is not a building. We know that the church is the people. But my hope and my prayer is that just as those people were enamoured by and hungering for and longing for more of Elvis, that we, as we come into this place, would be hungry for more of Jesus that he is the reason that we gather here, that, that Jesus is the main show, that Jesus is the one who we, who we come to worship, to praise, to, uh, to receive from. And uh, just like those people that just wanted more and more and more of, of Elvis, may we want more and more and more of Jesus and be hanging around afterwards going, is there any more? <laughs> Is there more? And I believe that there is more. I believe that, the, that Jesus is here, that he's present, that his Holy Spirit is in this place, and that we come together and we acknowledge his presence amongst us, and that we come because he is going to do something special. We come because he is the main show. It is all about Jesus. Uh, in Ephesians uh, Paul says uh, these famous words that we all know. Oh, <laughs> I, I need them coming up. There we go. You are fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus. There it is, himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building, that is the people, are joined together and rises to become a holy temple of the Lord. What a beautiful picture. And in him you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. We are being built together, you and I, as his church, to be a dwelling place for his spirit to dwell And as we come from different places in our community and into this space, we, the church, are in the building. In fact, I I like to see the building really as as an all-weather practical shell. It's like a big rain jacket, really, for the real church. Uh, That is you and I uh, in the building. It is the assembly. It is the gathering. And we declare all that Jesus has done. We come to worship him and to praise him. Yes, we can worship him anywhere. Uh, Yes, we can worship him in our homes. Yes, we can worship him with one or two gathered together uh, anywhere. But there is something very special. There is something very great about gathering as his body and worshipping together. And I'm sure after this time of COVID coming in here today, I'm sure you agree with me, there is something very special about gathering together uh, with the body and celebrating. Uh, I remember the very first time I went to Hillsong uh, and many, many people talk about Hillsong, good and bad, and I, I went in that place 
And the thing that I took away from that was to be able to praise the Lord with thousands and thousands of voices. There was something that you can't, you, you can't manufacture in any other way apart from people coming together. And so God is doing something. And so I just want to quickly look at a very famous passage in Matthew 16. Uh, it's a passage where uh, Peter declares that Jesus is the saviour. And Jesus promises to build his church. And why why this passage this morning? As I've been thinking about uh, all the activity of the Lord uh, over the last few months, uh, as he's opened up miraculously many things for us as, as a body, the question comes to mind, why? Why is, the, is God doing all these amazing, miraculous things for us as a church. And that is that there's got to be a purpose behind it. There's got to be a reason why we are here. If Jesus wanted us here, it's because there's a reason for us to be here. There's a task. There is activity yet to come. There is something that is going to happen in this community and in this uh, location. Why? Why here? It's got to be for a reason. And this isn't the end. This isn't just, okay, God's done this amazing thing for us. Now we can just sit and be comfortable. Now we're in this place. Yep. No, this is just the start. This is just the start. There is so much more to come. In a way, this is the new beginning. It's the continuing story. There is more. He is building something. And what is the Lord building? He is building his church. So in Matthew chapter 16, he says, They came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Who do you say the Son of Man is? Who is this Jesus? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you? What about you? Who, who do you say I am? And here it is. Peter stands up. Good old Peter. He answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh and blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. Now there's a little bit of a, a play on words here. Uh, Jesus changes Peter's name to Peter, which means rock. And Jesus says, on this rock, I will build my church. Uh, and many of you would know that it was Peter at Pentecost who stood up, gave the first sermon, and the first converts to Christianity uh, happened, and the church was born uh, on that day uh, as Peter preached uh, so amazingly. And so, yes, the, the, the church was built on Peter, but there is a bigger rock because Peter... Uh, it says the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And we know that Peter failed uh, the night that Jesus was betrayed. Uh, there is a, a stronger rock. There is a bigger rock that Jesus himself. Uh, and, it, and it speaks all through the New Testament about Jesus being the foundation, Jesus being the cornerstone. It's on Jesus, the rock, that the build his church. But there's another rock in this passage that is being built upon. And that is Simon's actual declaration of faith. Jesus is saying to Peter, 
you have answered correctly. You have declared that I am the Messiah, the Saviour of the world, the Son of God. And on that statement of faith, on that truth, the church is built. And so as we declare who Jesus is, as we proclaim the gospel, it is on that that the church is built and that we grow. And Jesus promises to build his church. He says, I will build my church. And I just want to take five minutes <laughs> to look at this statement. First thing, I. Who is speaking? Jesus. Jesus is the one who builds his church. We get to participate, and isn't that a joy to participate and to be used by him to serve, to be empowered by the Spirit as he gives us gifts to exercise in the body. But it is Jesus who builds his church. Second thing is will build. This is a promise. This is an assurance. This is a guarantee. This is a certainty. Jesus will build. It is not a, oh, maybe I'll get around to it. It's not a, a husband's promise to his wife that he'll, he'll get around to, to building something or fixing that squeaky door. Or I promised my daughter when she was four that I would build her a treehouse. And she's 12 now. That's no, 13 now. And I still haven't built it. So it's not one of those... I will promise. <laughs> this is Jesus speaking. And when Jesus says he's going to do something, he's going to do it. We sang that this morning. You are who you say you are. You'll do what you say you do. Jesus will build. What an assurance. What a great promise it is to know that this is a certainty. It's not a maybe. It's not an if. It's not if all the cards fall together. Jesus will build his church. Now, if we had a choice to be uh, invested in or give our time to two organisations, one organisation was guaranteed to stand the test of time and to be there for many years to come for our children's children, our children's children. And there was another organisation that was uh, maybe a bit iffy or uncertain. Wouldn't we want to put our all into something that was going to last? Wouldn't we want to put our all into something that was certain and guaranteed to be there at the end of all eternity? Jesus says, I will build. And so how much more should we invest in and give to the thing that it was going to last and is going to be there? I will build my. Now, I love this word. <laughs> Do you know... This church, the Hills Christian Family Centre, it's not my church. Hallelujah, a lot of you are saying. Um, when, when I was inducted as the, as the pastor uh, last February last year, the very first words I said was, um, I am not your saviour, but I know who is. And I can echo that today as we, as we stand in this building, that this is Jesus' church. Uh, it's not my church. It's not uh, anyone else's church. It's his church. He is our saviour. And what an honour it is to be given the privilege 
of shepherding the people of the local church. And finally, church. Uh, we've talked all this morning about the, the church being uh, the body. It's, it's, it's you and I. It's not, not a building. But as I dwell on this word church, and as Jesus says, I will build my church, uh, something came to mind, and that is that Jesus loves his church. Uh, it says in Ephesians that uh, husbands should love their wives as Jesus loved the church by laying down his life for them. Jesus laid down his life for us, for his church. He loves us so dearly. And, and Graham prayed that uh, this morning in the, in the prayer. He loves his church. He loves you. He loves this congregation, this assembly, this body. Uh, as imperfect as we are, and as dishevelled as we sometimes are, he loves it. And as Jesus loves it, we should too love this church that he gave himself up for. It is a beautiful picture. And sometimes, I don't know if you've had this situation where you see the most beautiful sunset and you try and take a photo of it and you look at the photo compared to the, and it just doesn't compare, does it? Or we might get a canvas out and try and paint the sunset. And again, it might be a beautiful picture. But in comparison to what, what the Lord can do in the sky, it's, it's nothing. And the same when it comes to building the church. We might think that uh, we have skills and we can do uh, amazing things in our own strength. But in comparison to what the Lord's going to do, it's nothing. Be ready for all that the Lord's going to do through us, amongst us, as he builds us up, as he connects us together as living stones, his church. Because not even the gates of Hades are going to overcome. It is a promise. And this is just the beginning. We are in the process of God, of Jesus, building his church. He will build his church what an amazing privilege to be a part of it. And I just wanted to start our first service by just declaring that it is about Jesus. I, I started this morning by saying that Elvis has left the building. Uh, there's a song that was written by Jeff Lowry called The Church Has Left the Building. I just want to finish by reading these lyrics because it really kind of sums up the whole point of what I'm saying this morning. It says, Can you feel the Spirit moving? Can you feel the Spirit moving, stirring in our hearts? I know I can. Can you feel what God is doing? And this is just the start. Bigger than these walls, outside our mission calls, the church has left the building. And so as we come to celebrate and give thanks for the miraculous uh, wonder of this space, we know that the church is not the building. Uh, in fact, I wonder if uh, people at the high school have echoed those words, the church has left the building. <laughs> because the church has left. The church is the people. And God calls his people together. And as we leave this church, as we leave this building, uh, God's activity is still uh, present and still uh, evident as we go into the mission of 
uh, what the church is called to. And so as we look to the future, a couple of years ago we um, had the vision of the puzzle man, uh, puzzle person, sorry, and uh, we, we talked about everyone having their place and everyone finding their fit. I think we might need to revisit that now that we're here. Uh, as, as we believe that God has got even more for us, as new ministries open up, as God empowers us and gives us gifts to be exercised uh, in new ways, as we look at new ways to touch the community that God has planted us in. What an amazing thing to actually be planted and rooted in uh, a location now, that we can actually start exercising and, and seeing the activity of the church move out uh, into the building. So that is our prayer. Jesus will build his church, and we are a part of it. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this great promise. Lord, we thank you for the certainty that it brings our hearts. Lord, we thank you for the way that you choose to use us to build your church as living stones built upon you, the rock, upon the gospel of Jesus. And Lord, we pray right now that as we leave this place, it would be just the beginning of the wonderful activity that you're going to be doing amongst us. Lord, we pray for your empowering. Uh, we pray for your guidance uh, that as we uh, leave this building, we the church would be doing an amazing thing in this community. And just like Carol prayed, that we would be seeing uh, lost people found. We would see broken people uh, mended. For a church building cannot mend a broken heart, let alone a broken world. But Jesus, you can. Jesus, you can. And we pray that that be the case. In your precious name, amen.